podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We call whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. We're only bugging. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. And, well, it's exciting times because it's only the day after, the day before. Who'd have thunk it? That the super hoops of Glasgow in Scotland, currently part of Great Britain, won their 74th title in a row. Mike, is that right, right, Mike? Is that, is it, <laughs> hail, hail. Is it 74? Uh, no, well, it's, it's six, but... We'll, six, know. OK, sorry. I, right. <clears throat> I know you've all forgotten about it, it in England. It, it felt like a better. So Celtic <laughs> have won. Uh, uh, they, they, you know, a well played to them, you know. It, it only took them six games into the season, but that was job done. Uh, so Mike Gritton, welcome back. We'll be talking about that among many other things. But we should actually say that uh, Mr. Matt Stanger has returned our, 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 our voices of the set pieces, uh, which, which last time we spoke to you would have involved you travelling one travel zone or possibly four bus stops to get to here. But you've made a bigger effort this time, haven't you? Yeah, back from uh, Shanghai for, <laughs> for this especially. So. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Shanghai is not a stop on the London Underground, just in case everyone needs to know about that one there. So Matt has been uh, has, has made this move out there to China where apparently stuff's happening, and we'll discuss it in a moment's time. But, do you know, I am, just, just for the sheer bloody-mindedness of it all, I want to start with Celtic. And I'll and I tell you for why, Mark, because it's impossible to quantify... There with this time, do you know whether it's a, a wonderful thing to happen in terms of whether they're a decent team or not? Could they play anywhere else or not? Did they did they did they stumble or not? Where, where are we? I think they've never they've never had those tests this season that you would have to assess those so sort were of sides. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say that I know our friends that play in the, the Scottish Premier and, and you know that. The caliber of the side that Celtic have, have put together, I think the proof in the pudding will be in say three or four years' time when actually the young players really come to kind of fruition for them, because you're judged on European performances and you're judged on you know kind of an international team, particularly if you've got a lot of Scottish players. So I think, it, all right, listen, I know it was a canter for them this year, uh, and Brendan Rodgers has come in and. And uh, but they, they were one 0 down to a team from Gibraltar first game of the season, <laughs> so I'm quite happy with it to Who, be honest. What a Spanish team! <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is impressive, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Just, but just on that note, just quickly though, he, 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 we will expand on this particular point. Has he done better than you think that he could have done, or has he just basically maintained what was there? He's he's got one more Scottish title than Pep, Arson, uh, <laughs> Conte. Do you know what I mean? So he's in that. He's 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 achieved something they've never done. So uh, I I think he was. It's the perfect. It was a perfect job for him. His his links, his connections in terms of going in as a personality. The ego, Scottish ego, uh, Scottish sorry, Scottish league can carry those egos. No, I think the word ego was uh, was, was <laughs> yeah. appropriately positioned now. 
but they can come in and, and he had kind of a free remit to do that and you know people are saying well he'll never get a big you know English Premier League team again but but the move is probably into international football from that you know you, you get a reputation of winning your league then it, it opens doors from on an international level this I think is interesting Matt it's because Chelsea uh, sorry, Chelsea similar story Celtic can't do any more than simply do what they do and be what they be. So what they all they can do is 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 to kind of develop their own story. So the story this season was you get Brendan Rodgers in and you and you win it as you say with about five hundred points spare. But can they go somewhere with this? Is is there somewhere else to go with their story? Well, yeah, they can take it to Europe next season, can't they? Really, like like Martin was saying, it's about what what can he do now on the uh, the continental level and. Uh, yeah, they lost uh, that Gibraltar team. Was it Lincoln Red Imps when the? Uh... <laughs> well, they were down to them anyway. Certainly, we won. We won over two legs, but I won't go into it. Yes, it's funny enough without the detail. You're right, mine. Yeah, yeah. I think if they can like play brilliant football as well, and like, I've watched a few Celtic games this season, and they've been excellent. Like, when I've seen them, like really good team to watch, and uh, it, it's a shame because whenever you get like young players to a certain level there, like yeah. Dembele this season, you're probably going to lose them in the summer for twenty odd million or something. Well, Which, the, but like, but Rogers, that, yeah. yeah, but Rogers will reinvest and he'll bring like new players who Kiantini's. But is it all context? Do we have to watch every guy? Go- Which of course is then must drive everyone mad. Who's involved in Celtic but Rogers the players? Is it all context? Yeah, yeah, you, you've done this. You've done this against all of these teams. It doesn't matter because I think yeah I remember actually we talked about Celtic last time I was here I think and I think I was saying at the time it's I don't think Celtic fans care to be honest what what what, what, what we think down here it's you know if, if their if their teams playing some of the best football they've seen their team play in the last six years when they've won all those titles in a, in a row then you know they're going to be buzzing about that and uh, they've got yeah young players coming through uh, it's it's a club that's like feels like it's sort of getting its mojo back a bit I think so I used to live up in a in Scotland, actually, and I remember going to a few games during the Tony Mowbray season. You get a bad bit, son, don't you? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't quite the same, but uh, but yeah, I went to a few games and during the, the Tony Mowbray season, and I remember thinking, God, I hope he never The Tony Mowbray season. Is there a plaque somewhere on the road somewhere? It's never but, ending, yeah. He says, I liked it. Uh, uh, Rogers. Rogers can be a very frustrating man. Just from my point of view, watching this sort of like sort of shark-eyed individual who who either is being arched deliberately or is just sort of self-obsessed about the way that he goes about his business. Said top six if they were in English football. Now, too much bravado, or do you think that he is a man? which, of course, the point is, this is just utter speculation. But w- w- what he had, where would it transfer to, Mark, do you reckon? As in the, the, the team yeah, that he's got? Yeah, you know, as I say, just, just a, a piece of s- stupidity. Do you think he could have said, if he took this team and transplanted it into English football, where would it land for you? I think that 
again, just the, the PR answer is the top six is a beautiful answer because you're never going to sell yourself short and say, well, mid-table, because that just sounds insulting to the Celtic team. Yeah. You're never going to say top four because that's, well, he's being ambitious and that's that's nonsense. But top six is kind of a safe area because no, no, Moyes, saying, Moyes got his Premier League. League. He's saying that's Premier League, which a lot of people might debate anyway. They might yeah. say like... You know, he's got a chance in the playoffs in the championship. I mean, but the, what's, I, what's genuine? Yeah, but that's no, the thing. No, they're never... definitely a Premier League side anyway. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, I, 100% I think they're a Premier League side from what I've seen this season. Uh, I think, you know, they, they've they've raised their game this season without having a competition in, in the domestic league. Which and is I also think, a And I think skill, if you took it? them yeah. into another league, they'd raise their game again. I think they've got some great players. I think they've got a, a brilliant manager as well. You know, Brendan Rodgers, a lot of people laugh about his sound bites and stuff, but but he's he's done a, a great job at all the clubs he's been at. I think... Um, I like to call them, by the way, and I, I didn't until about two seconds ago, Bren Flakes. And, I, and I, I'm happy with that because uh, it just occurred to me and also we also need always need a title for the podcast. So I, 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 I'm going to go with that. But I think Matt makes a very good point here is that because people, it's very easy to be disingenuous about Scottish football. Obviously, that's extraordinary easy to be that. To, to, to be that. But it's pro, is it arguably unfair to say that what he's done there within, within his own little parameter, what, what he can control... Could still be, as he, as Matt says, a successful unit wherever you put them. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. Just, by the way, the, the nature of the way that they play football, you know, in the the lower leagues, you would see teams that I would always see teams that would get out of League Two and League One by having a big centre forward, lads that could shell it a long way, and a decent keeper with a big kick, <laughs> a couple of fighters in midfield. You only go, you only go so oh, far. Oh, misty eye, Mark. <laughs> Thanks for that. But you only go so far with that. At, at the top level, you, you you can't get away with that. You know, and to be, some would say Martin O'Neill's Celtic team with a big team of bullies, you know, big, strong players that kind of that steamrolled that league. Were they, um, were they not as good? Oh, no, no. I, those, by the way. What, no, they were a fantastic team. But yeah. to bring in players of that size and calibre is a... That's a lot of money, you know. Yeah. So that team was built on money. So these guys, you have to coach them and the now and the way that they move the ball. And as Matt says, if you watch them play, they play great football, and you would hope that they'd be able to do that as you move up a level. But yeah. you know, you, it's hypotheticals, and you know, and, and that is Scotland's position in the way that we'll always be compared to how we would fare. I think, that, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, even as like a you know an English football fan, like I find it a bit frustrating that it feels. An irrelevance that someone would say to Rogers, like, oh, where we, where, you know, like they're celebrating like a, a great title win and someone decides to ask him where he'll finish in the, in the Premier League. I, I don't think like Scottish football, you know, it's okay, it's, it's our neighbours and historically there's a link there. No, you wouldn't ask way. about no, Sweden no. or like yeah, Norway exactly. or wherever. So, you know. Eredivisie, you know, where would you think? Like between fourth and seventh, you know, <laughs> and in that accent that I've just done there, the Scottish football reporter accent that I just did there, for no apparent reason. But does he keep going? But what else can Celtic? What can, what else can he do? Because of course his his range is going to be a competition. Does how does he motivate what he's got? How does he develop where he's where he stands? How does he make his team better? Well, you you motivate players by giving them those opportunities to play in, in the Champions League, like they'll have next season. Sure. 
and uh, obviously they'll have to qualify. But if they, if they get through, then you know that's going to be a, a brilliant experience for those players. It's, it's going to be a great level for Rogers again to, um, to to show what he can do. And he, he got some interesting results, or de- you know, fairly decent results yeah. in, in City's group. And you know, there was that game against City where they they played brilliantly at, at Parkhead, and uh, and they played all right in the away game as well. And um, so so I think yeah, I mean everyone wants to play at that level, and also like players, you know, they'll see it as. Right now, the way like the modern game is, and it's all about you know getting to like the highest level you can, and like you know continental competition. But they'll see it as like, well, if I make a name for myself at Celtic, like Moussa Dembele leaving Fulham well, last summer, how about that case? Maybe I'll end up like a top, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea link with him. Yeah, three so times as from... much money. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, I mean, and I wouldn't be surprised they snapped his arm off, and then and then Brendan Rodgers spends the next five years also getting was, ten million quid and spending. And selling for fifty million quid, he was apparently four hundred thousand pound on a compensation deal from Fulham because his wow. contract ran out and he still had to pay him some for a training fee, and he was linked with twenty million move to Chelsea in January. So if he, if he ends up somewhere like that, we're talking about oh, you know, where would Celtic finish in the Premier League? Well, Moussa Dembele could be playing for the champions of the English Premier League next yeah. season. So you know, and like Leicester, can Celtic, you know, because I mean, unlike Leicester. What they won't have to do is struggle to stay in the top flight of Scottish football. But Leicester found in their season, and I think probably expense of the rest of their season, the chance to actually go, do you know what? Let's go and have a right go at Europe. And, and by Jingo, it's paid off. Unfortunately for Celtic, what's happened before is they just keep winning things and they just get knocked back at the obvious point. Is there a bit more about them, do you think, ultimately, that they could do, say, next time round, as Matt says? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I think <clears throat> you look at some of the, the great uh, teams of Europe that have come through. So, like the Ajax team, and was it 96, or, you know, the Rijkaard? The amount of young players that came through them, and they weren't really prominent side at the time. They were kind of took a few years in the making. And I yeah. think Celtic have got the luxury to build that team over the last couple of years, which they have, because the teams that have come through have been, you know, fantastic. Yeah, so the players like as, as Matt says, and Rogers could be the man to do it. Yeah, <clears throat> they're, they're great young players. Well, that's enough of that old stuff. No, of Adrian's wall back in the moment's time with proper football. Oh, sorry, Martin, with the other football. from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Okay, so... What did we think about Sunday and Arsenal Man City? Matt, I think we all knew where Arsenal stood. And in a bizarre way, I, th- I don't know if that's the right word, but like in, in, in a non-dramatic way, the very, the, the, Wenger walked away with a point there 
at least keeps several aeroplanes with banners behind them over you know over the Emirates at bay for a while, arguably. But what about City? Did, there was just something about that that said, why the hell didn't they tap the cleaners and when they could? And why didn't they go for the win when they could? Yeah, I think um, it almost feels like Guardiola is just experimenting now between now and the end of the season. Like you think, you he, he think knows so? He's finished he, top four. He's, he's played, dabbling, yeah? He played Jesus Navas at right back. I mean, if that's not... <laughs> that's like the craftwork level experimentation. Well, he does get stuck in, doesn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, he did get stuck in. He, he had a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Uh, but I, I think that, um, yes, City just... They, they just strike me as like... They, they, you know, if they don't do this overhaul in the summer that everyone's talking about... Guardiola doesn't stay and really like take it on because he's even like kind of you know a little bit of talk at the moment that like it's not not everyone's happy there and stuff then you could see them becoming a bit like Arsenal really sort of sliding into this position where they've, they've yeah. already lost five games this season and you know they've looked abject at times that defence is like I, I think John Stones is a brilliant footballer and uh uh, you know, I think he's he's a lot better than a lot of people give him credit for, really. But like Otamendi, I think he's all over the place, and the fullback situation needs sorting out, and the goalkeeper situation needs sorting out. So that's half the team, then. Excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah. But this is interesting about this is that there's nothing about Guardiola. I think probably prior Monaco, where you saw anything other than in his eyes, uh, this all about me. This it's the Pep way or the Arb way. And then he seems to have relented a little bit and saying, OK, perhaps this first season, I will, I'll give a little bit of ground. Does that make sense? I mean, does it make sense for him as a manager? And is it OK for them as a team, do you think? I think, he, yeah, there was that moment when everything he did went wrong. Everything yeah, he did every, went wrong. No, quite literally, so, yes. Um, it was, you know, he had to swallow a bit of his pride on that one. And then people actually respond to that with you know respect and the guys that are going out there working I think my, so it's a tactic almost as well I mean it, it's probably yeah. it's probably honest in its own way I'm, you know yeah. arguably I don't know but like it, it, it was a tool that he went he actually said do you know what I might have to back down from a little bit from what I said I, I, all I could think of is maybe on the the training I'd love to see what the mood in the camp would be with that you know at that, at that moment where people start to doubt someone that's supposed to be the best manager in the world and you know that kind of rock and you know, well, how would, would 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 that happen yet? Would, would, is, it, is, it, is that ridiculously too early to say this? I mean, as you say, you stood on the training ground and, and you, you look across and like you look at this fella's eyes and going, like, "Do you know what he's he's, he's done? He's yeah, lost." No, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. He doesn't tolerate dissent, and he doesn't certainly t- tolerate any sort of questioning of his. Um, decision making so Joe Hart was a perfect example of that it was ruthless right, absolutely right. ruthless And but sometimes there's always the one or two um, the ones that are uh, just sacrificial lambs in those situations where you've got to make an a example of those guys to, to get the best and get everyone else on, on board but th- th- don't get me wrong the guy knows what he's doing I think Matt makes the perfect point the defence <laughs> they've been so exposed when they're playing the way, the way that he wants the players aren't good enough to play the form that he's got. So the sitting midfielders don't protect the defenders in the right way. The um, the fullbacks aren't doing enough uh, going forward or protecting their centre half. So and and there's just no. It's, it's relentless. The Premier League's relentless. He seemed against- to think though. I, I think he seemed to think that that would be okay. That there was enough because it was him and Man City and what he had that it would happen anyway. I mean, th- this is what I think. This might be. It's all come as a bit of a shock to him. Which, yeah, which, I, which, which didn't have me Conte, 
you know, he's walked in with his eyes wide open. I think Conte's system, though, like translates to the Premier League uh, better, yeah, m- yeah, maybe. That might sound like absolute bollocks, actually, to be honest. But anyway, I f- no, I, I, I think... I enjoy a man who, who throws him his full weight behind the system, and that was you, Matt. Well played, sir. But but I, th- I think that, that say Guardiola, like, I, I think he acknowledged it was going to be the hardest uh, job that he's ever taken on. And I, I think that like no one's ever tried to play like this in the Premier League before, the, you know, the, the methods that he's bringing. So, and, and also, he's doing it with like some players that are like below par and, you know, not the level that, that's required. I think we can only really judge him next season properly whenever, if he, he'll sit down with Soriano and the other guy whose name I can't uh, pronounce, Cheeky, we'll, we'll go for that. And, um, you know, he'll... He, Cheeky he, Pete, I think you think, you know. Yeah, and he'll, he'll sort out some, some signings with him and, and if uh, if it doesn't work out like then, and, you know, next season. So it, it's a, it's a, there is some flux, actually. It's weird, isn't it? Does the flux still go across to Arsenal, which is... I, I, I can't believe that we're playing this game still. And I can't believe... Uh, did 2-2 two, two at home bolster Wenger's mm. position? He, 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 again, he, he come out with some ambiguous with a sort of half-wry, you know, uh, you know, a grin on his face that implies, you know, who knows? They may be, you know, I don't know. There's je ne sais quoi element of it. Can, can they carry on like they are? It's painful to watch, isn't it? it well, this getting... is my problem. He's on behind the settee. You know, yeah. this is just, I don't know what to do myself. The, yeah. the, this, it, it, it's, there's not even my bloody team and, I, and it, it feels painful. When you saw when you see Chelsea, we were saying about Conte coming in. He inherited a squad that was had to prove a point as well. So that's a big thing. Where City, you know, City and Arsenal squad, the the thing that would uh, the parallels there are the the the, the kind of indifference, that angers the you know the the fan, the armchair fan, or just even the the neutral, just people that. You're like, is he in this? Is he in this for the fight? And you just get the sense from a few of their players that they're just not that yeah. asked because they're like, well. I'm all right either way. And then as soon as you see that, because if, if I was playing against someone like that, I'd be, you'd be all over it. Well, then, just... That's the bit that worries me about this, is that there's something about Wenger now that looks like he's, in, he's almost sadistically enjoying the game of will I, won't I, shall I, won't I. And, it, and it, he's almost like now forgotten what this is all about, is there's, whether he's actually meant to be in charge of this football team or not. Uh, yeah, I've... I don't know. He's difficult to judge, isn't he? Because well, I, I, I think that, he's, yeah. he's playing this coquettish game about uh, you know is he going to stay or isn't he? And like it's uh, it is all a bit silly as this to be honest. But 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 I think maybe he's trying to maybe he's playing that game with his players. Maybe that's it. It's a dressing room game where he wants to see if they will give him what he needs from them. Do you think to, to then make the commitment? But okay, right now we've seen it. This this has happened. This you know this is the tactic the managers use. They'll keep it all indoors, and then suddenly someone will get called out. And, and then what we all say from outside, we're saying, like, that's a deliberate move. He's doing a thing here to, 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 to you know, to, to rile them up a bit or, you know, to get so-and-so going or just basically just to be sort of like, you know, the nitro to some glycerin in that dressing room. But do you think that's what, how Fingers' brain's working in this situation? Because it... He doesn't seem like that kind of geese. I don't. Yeah, but I think whenever it comes down to like the end of like you know your like two decade long career at the club, yeah. that, then I think that like you know you're you're bound to change how you do things slightly. In the past, he's always been looking at the long term, and maybe now he's thinking, 
okay, well, like, you know, there's a decent, like, uh, minority of the, the fan base that's, that's against me yes. and they're, they're pretty loud about it. Um, the, you know, the players seem like we, we haven't got Sanchez and Ozil to sign new contracts. They're up at the end of next season. You know, the players haven't really been given everything. So maybe he's thinking, well, I'll just sort of test it. And he's a smart guy. Like, I think, you know... He, no denying. It, it, it makes sense. If you're not entirely sure what you're going to do, then hold your cards close to chest. Like, I think he's doing the, the right thing in some ways, really. Actually, it, really it, just, and it oh, might it might agitate yeah. the fan base. But, like, come on. Like, some of them are behaving ridiculously. I have to say, like, I think so, some why, of it why? is... Like, why? Why do you say that? I mean, because basically one piece of A4 paper is not the world, you know. I mean, although one side of an advertising hoarding van and indeed an aeroplane. But anyway, they've all got their own ways of getting around this story. It's interesting though, Mark, if, if you were in there at the moment, arguably what we don't know is the Wenger that is behind the closed dressing room door, arguably. But do you think there's footballers in there going, I, you know, I, I don't know what he's doing, so therefore how can I rely on him for my career? Well, there's, there's certainly no players in there that are the opposite and are saying I'm 100% behind them but if you don't get behind them I'm going to kick you up in the air like a Tony Adams back in his playing day and when you have someone like that in your side like John Terry was for Chelsea and then you know obviously it's happened last season for him as soon as that person gets toppled then you know the the the, the foundations can crumble he he got Joe's out across the line didn't he you know the last time round yeah yeah but everyone will buy into that you know even just even at clubs where you've got someone like Lee Catmull in the the dressing room they bust up with the canio it was like I'm not tolerating this anymore and he'll have it out of them there and then because no one else has got the bottle to do it not saying that Lee Catmull's the 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 model professional I want in the dressing room but he's a leader on the pitch you get a few players like that and there's always one or two at clubs I don't know who that would be at Arsenal and Mertzak may Maybe have been that guy, but he's been injured all season. That's that's absolutely spot on, actually, isn't it? Definitely. I, I've never thought about it from that way around, but you can just picture like Arsenal players talking among themselves and be like, "Well, do you do you want him to stay in?" Like, and be like, "Well, I'm yeah, no, not sure." Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. And, and also, Wenger's... so so no, exactly, you know, no soul in that, you know, no central fugal force, no no kernel mm. to that to that dressing room to that squad. So it does sort of come down a bit to him again, though, doesn't it? Because you know he's he hasn't signed those personalities that you know over the last few years, and you just wonder who, uh, like the, you know, there's a few of them. Like Cockerland seems like a pretty gritty, like determined. You know, he can't, he was on loan at Charlton. His Arsenal career was over, and he's got himself well, back you in. Know, that's 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 but everyone's running through. But then, the if, you're, if you're Francis Cockerland, can you go to Mesut Ozil, World Cup winner, and like you know, kick him up the arse? Yeah, exactly, that's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, like like twenty years ago, yeah, Tony Adams could do that to mm. Bergkamp or anyone because yeah. it, it, it worked. It's a good but point. Like, I think now with the level of the money that players are at and stuff, and you know, it's and the fame and everything like that, it's, it's well, difficult. We should go back a few minutes ago, but just before we we'll talk about what, what uh, Matt's up to, and, he, and he's he's back home to, to share to share the football love with us, having spread the word across indeed the entire planet. You don't have to have seen it, but. Not least of which is the fact that as we speak, there's another one tomorrow night. Suddenly, and I don't know why, referees and their world has been opened up. Sky had a documentary on Sunday night with Gary Neville and Jamie Garriger going down to uh, their training zone, where it is, Dungeons Dragons place that they go and do their thing. Uh, on Tuesday night on BT Sport, uh, if you, you may have seen it or not, uh, there's, a, there's a documentary called Ref and Michael Oliver features in that as well. Um, and you know he's he's up front as being one of the the faces involved in that one there. Jason Jarrett is in that. Jason Jarrett 
Martin, you know, old pro, was given a chance. He worked his way. He had a right go at being a ref and was then told by the FA that he could never ref against the 18 teams that he played for, <laughs> which you'd have to argue would somewhat restrict one's <laughs> living over the weekend, wouldn't one? Yeah. You, you, you're aware that, that you had a little, you've been sniffing around that world where it was an ex-pro yeah. and refereeing thing, haven't you? Yeah, and uh, it's the same rule as the gambling one. You're not allowed to bet on a competition you've got influence in. So if you play for Truro City and you played in the FA Cup preliminary, you can't vote on the FA Cup final because you might have an influence in that competition. I mean, it's preposterous. Rules, it's just but impractical, ridiculous. It's a, it's a broad, yeah. broad, it's a broad sweep, isn't it? As we were yeah, saying. but do you, is there something about the fact that the FA have said to a That's... footballer who said, "I will work my way through the ranks to be a professional referee," and they're saying, "Well, you can't do that because, ergo, bizarre, you be you be biased because of these eighteen teams." And crazy that you've got such a public profile that. If you did that, it would be so obvious if you showed favouritism to one of those teams. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. So you, it, would, it may even be, it's more, it comp- compromises yourself rather than the league. Well, uh, I think it's know? a bloody insult, actually, uh, yeah, to him as a, yeah. as, a, as a man. You know. a chance. We've yeah. gotten into a match with him on the set pieces this yeah. week. So yeah, oh, we, About we, this very subject? Yeah, yeah, yes. we sent someone down and he had a chat with him about, um, you know, wanting to get to referee and about how basically his like, path's been blocked. But uh, yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because like, maybe, like, like you say, like, m- maybe... You know, people would be analysing like so much, like what he'd what he'd do against like the teams he's played for that he'd maybe go too far the other way and like you know sort of try and not but, to. But not do you know it. what? So one one brave man to go across the line and go like, I will sod it. I'll be the bloke who breaks the boundary. Yeah, you have to. Trust, I'll be yeah. the pro fo- footballer. Now, I worry or wonder whether they don't want a pro footballer in the ranks, someone who's played the game. Because, of course, we are talking about an entire body of men who judge from the outside. It, Would that be... Uh, you know, is that a point? Watching the programme was interesting to see them when they were being the little banter sections when they're like, let's make it light-hearted and fun. And I could almost see Neville and Carragher just cringing at them. Because <laughs> they're like, come on, we've got a chance to take the mick out of these footballers now. And it was just like, oh, it was so painful to watch. But then if you got through those bits, it was really, really good. It showed how good they were at their jobs and all credit to them. And I, yeah, I felt sympathy for them. But those little segments where it's like, I'm one of the boys yeah. now, it's like, don't do that. But, <laughs> Please don't but do that. But here's the weird thing, though, Matt. You know, from the journalistic side of this, someone somewhere has decided suddenly they're going to open the doors. In the, this is like in the 60s, they did this with the royal family, and you can see Prince Philip flipping burgers by Lake Windermere, you know, which meant that all of a sudden, oh my God, they're like exactly like us, except we ain't got no food or houses, you know, but, but I exaggerate for effect. But is there any point to, because, you know, when you're seeing these things, what they're basically saying is like, well, you know, we're all. They spent a lot of time saying, we're human beings like you are as well, which is such a strange phrase to use. But they're just saying, we all make mistakes. But they're also saying that but we do this without prejudice. Does it help us seeing the lighter side of referees, do you think? Or is it just a nice piece of work for us journalists to go like, well, it's a, you know, it's a few thousand words we write about them? Yeah, maybe. That bit, <laughs> I think, that I think, bit more, yeah? Well, 
I don't know. I mean, who cares if they're human, really? We're going to have robot referees I have to say, I've got to confess, they are actually humans. I know. this. That part isn't conjecture. I, the, only, the only thing I'd really rather change about refereeing is um, occasionally I think it'd be good if they came out and explained decisions afterwards because I, I do think they're giving a really hard time. But I think that, like, you know, often that comes out of, like the the supporters or the media's ignorance to like why deci- certain decisions are made. So like educators, you know, like mm. it shouldn't be down for, like to the common fan to like go on FA's website and like look at the laws of the game about an offside decision or something like that. Or, I'm, you know, I'm it, glad you mentioned that. Andy Taylor says in that documentary, in the Sky one, and this is that handball that we that handball mm. we gave, you know, that we all that we all saw, which is like the wrong arm of the law, as it were, and. He said he's wandering around. Um, he said he said the reactions make you think that I've, you've got it wrong. So he's basically said that. So he's wandering around now, and he's and now he's listening on his earpiece. He, and he said like, now he'd given the decision, and I think it's Jamie Carroll. I said like, what? You mean it's not all that? He said, yeah, you can change it. Did you know he could? Ch- did you know a referee could change that decision? could change a decision. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Apparently it's true. Mm-hmm. He well, could have overturned that like so, they always could. So he could go back to like the sixth minute and give a goal kick again? No. Until he blows the whistle. Ah. But did, did, were you aware of that role? Mm-hmm. Either you? Martin Gritton, who played yeah. professional football for 412 years. Did you know that a referee... I, I, could played, act- I played against some centre-halves that didn't know you couldn't be offside <laughs> from a goal kick. <laughs> and I used to stand in an offside position. They'd be like, leave me, he's offside. I'm like, you idiots. I'm like, this is, you can't be offside from a goal kick. I'll anyway. be really honest. At some point, I think the referees actually said... To, to, I think to like one of Gary Neville, they said like, well, you're not, you're not supposed to know the rules. Yeah. Like, oh, right, yeah. right, before we go, and, we, and we've only got a couple of minutes... There's, the, Matt has, has returned here because, I mean, Martin's got, I, mean, I think he might have got zone two. He, he's used his oyster card he's got here. You know, it's no big deal for him. It's big, but Matt has put the, you put the yards yards in, son, haven't you? You've come 16 hours from China. Yeah, that's by it, yeah, 16 hours from China. Yeah. Which is where you are at now. Um, but you've returned for a very good reason. So you should fill us in on what you're here for. Um, yeah, so we're running a, a football manager tournament at Set Pieces in April. Uh, so, yeah, basically we've gone around the UK and we're going to do a tournament in London, one in Leeds, Manchester and Glasgow, and then a grand final in London. And we're looking to basically try and find out the best football manager player in, in the country. And it's like a big cash prize on offer for the winner. So. Now, is it fair to say you were shit when you did this um, as a trial run before you left for China? I seem to recall following you in the social media in which you, which basically you just... Slapping yourself in the face, saying "Why me? Why me?" Most of the time, is that about right? Or yeah, yeah, I don't know how to play this game really much, <laughs> much at all. Well, actually, I've spent hours and hours playing this game, but but I am crap at it. But uh, you see, this is it. This is what we did. We do the series on set pieces, and like people watch us and they laugh at us. But now it's their chance, and like if if they're not as good as us, and all you know, they've been giving it all the talk, then then we'll see, and we'll we'll see it in front of everyone. So. Although you've not exactly set the bar too high. Which is which is very <laughs> professional of you, I feel, in this situation. Very modest, yeah. Uh, so, how, so before we go, how can we get? Into, how do they get in touch with you? What's the website? Where do they go? So, uh, if people want to find out more about it, just uh, the, the website's uh, thesetpieces.com and check us out on Twitter at thesetpieces, and you'll be able to watch live streams and everything else that goes oh, on around it. The thrills and spills of football manager and Matt feeling sorry for himself yet again.
And you'll be disappearing up to the Celtic, won't you, for a little bit of a celebration before uh, in not too many times? Yeah, I'm looking Wednesday night after the Lord Mayor's show, as you were saying, the, t- <laughs> the ticker tape, the ticker tape and the confetti still all over the floor. A couple of sausage roll crust lying on the floor. <laughs> the Bucky's blowing them and, and, and it's like five second rule no. or five day rule and you're going to eat them anyway. Yeah. Who, who's in Celtic's B team? Oh, uh, <laughs> do you know what? I, I, it, we're playing Partick Thistle, and uh, and I was born in Partick, so really, I'm one of the Man United fans now. Oh! <laughs> I'm going to support my team against my proper team. Everyone's a winner that night, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly right, gentlemen. Thanks very much again. It's love to see you, and love to see you. All, all the way over from you're, you're our furthest traveller, Hammersmith. Except- <laughs> thanks, Mike. That was a surprise. <laughs> when it comes to a software vendor audit, you need to park the bus. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.